Good to have you today. The Bill Michaels Show. Boy, we're loaded. Didn't expect to be loaded at the beginning of the day, but we're loaded. Loaded nonetheless. Um, David Stearns makes the announcement today that he is stepping down as the president of baseball operations, and it raised uh, a lot of questions about the future. Matt Arnold is going to take over. And you would assume philosophically that things will pretty much remain the same. Uh, you know, Matt Arnold has been David Stern's right-hand man for quite some time. Uh, David Stern's thanking, uh, you know, Mark Antanasio for the last seven years, talking about uh, the managerial skills and such um, of Craig Council. You know, it, it seems like things, for the most part, are in a good place. Now, obviously, on the field, they are not. I know that they talk about... He never wanted to leave with the team on a downturn or without the cupboard being bare. That's where I would disagree. Um, they've got some good starting pitching. We know that. They've got a couple of key places that you would assume are pretty solidified. But you've got a question at second base. Colton Wong did not have a very successful year. What are you going to do? Third base, first base need to be solidified. you got a young rookie coming up in center field, Hunter Renfro. What are you doing right? You've got a paperweight with a noodle arm who's – way past his prime and for whatever reason has fallen off the face of the earth uh, that you're paying a lot of money to in left field. You got uh, a catching situation that's, uh, you know, backup-wise that you want to make sure you have solidified. A bullpen that needs to be bolstered in the back end of your bullpen. You traded away one of the best relievers in the business for money. So I don't believe that this franchise is in a good spot. I don't. So now what? Um, you, you can look, and I look at it very pessimistically, only for the fact that I saw this team fall on its face time and again after that trade. They can't hit situationally. They can't. My God, it's it's all or nothing. We know that, and I know people get tired of us saying it. Why are you ripping them? I'm not ripping them. I'm telling you like it is. This is not a very good baseball team, and their record down the stretch proved it. They were a 500 team at best. For the most part, a sub-500 team. And uh, they did fight. I, I give you that. There's fight in them. I'm not saying that they're a team that's laying there and rolling over is dead. But a team that got off to such a, an incredible start, one of the best in franchise history, everything we saw in this team caught up with them. And no matter what you said, no matter how much you denied it, it is what it is. It was a grip it and rip it baseball team. That's it. That's it. You need more guys that, yeah, they have some power, but they also have the ability to put the ball in play, you know, to not strike out with an incredible propensity. A better OPS, a better on-base percentage, that have a little bit better eye. I mean, I understand Major League Baseball, all throughout Major League Baseball, OPS and average are down and pitching is far outweighed and excelled over hitting. But if that's the case, then you need to load up on better pitchers. Your bullpen faltered down the stretch. It looked like crap. So uh, he is going to stay on, he being David Stearns, is in an advisory role. And Matt Arnold's going to take over, and he's got a big job. Because now you really have to ask Mark Atanasio, how far are you going to open the purse? Because, you know, you can't just sit back and say, well, we're going to go get them with the same guys and expect a different result. The definition of insanity, we all know that. So what are you going to do? 
What are you doing? What are you going to do? You going to and I don't want to hear this. Well, we've spent more money this year, but you didn't make any changes. All you did was lose some arbitration cases and pay some guys some additional money, and you raised your salary. Who cares? Did you get better, or did you spend more money? <laughs> you know, I mean, don't don't pound your chest. This, this whole we've spent the most we've ever spent in franchise history. Shut up. Stop it. Stop it. Did you go out and buy any of anybody of significance? No. You got a bunch of retreads. You got a couple of guys you're hoping for diamonds in the rough that you get some good seasons, and you're hoping to get a couple of steals. All the other large franchises are shopping at you know Saks Fifth Avenue, and you're down down the street at the bargain basement bin at the antique shop trying to find a diamond in the rough down there and hoping that that's what you get. And small market, te- I'm not knocking it because small market teams have to do that at times. But I don't want to hear the uh, we've spent the most we've ever spent like that's some kind of an accomplishment because that doesn't mean jacks. So just go buy a trophy. If you just want to spend money, just go buy a trophy. Go out and just say, you know, we we bought ourselves a trophy. Come out and see it. It's a replica. Who cares? Who cares? It's about spending money in the right way. It's about growing the culture in the right way. It's about growing, you know, about drafting smart, growing guys through your farm system the right way and looking at your organizational top to bottom. And I would rather you come to us as fans and say, here's the deal. We overpaid and made a mistake on Christian Yelich. We don't understand why Christian Yelich is crap. We It's one thing to lose your power, but to not be able to throw a ball from left field to third base on a, on a, on a laser, we don't know what happened to him. He's, he's, he's gone. He's done. Uh, so we overpaid there. We got to pay that contract. We understand that. Uh, we can't afford Cor- Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, and we can't keep just one and hope for the best. So we're gonna we're gonna trade them off, get everything we can. We're gonna tear it down for a three year process and build it back up, and then we're gonna be competitive for another five or six or seven years with all the prospects and all the guys that we get, and that's our plan. I'd rather you come to us and say that than try to snowball people, unless of course you you go out and get significance. Get an everyday first baseman. Get an everyday third baseman. Get significance. A couple of players are coming up through the farm system. Great. Got a couple of real arms in the bullpen. Great. Got ourselves a closer. Great. Now we're ready to roll. And oh, by the way, we had to spend $170 million this year, $150, $60 million this year, whatever it happens to be. We had to go up, but we did it because we feel it's the right thing. Because ultimately, if we win this championship, we get back into the postseason between you coming to the ballpark and helping us foot the bill and the fact that we've got additional sponsors now within the ballpark and the fact that we're going to get marketing and merchandising down the road and all of that stuff. Okay, we're, we're, we're on the right path. Even if we break even, we just want to win a championship. Here you go. Okay. I can live with that. But otherwise, just be honest. Don't give us the same old rah-rah. Yeah, we're efforting for a championship. Oh, by the way, we didn't make any moves. We picked up a couple of guys that bat 230 career-wise that were hoping they all of a sudden give us a 320 season and could put the ball in play consistently. And we spent all this money. Oh, great. Okay. Ah. All right. There you go. That's it. It's kind of disappointing that David Stearns had to news dump the Big Ten schedule release. <laughs> I've been I've been going game by game. Yeah, yeah. So that's the big news of the day uh, out of the Brewers organization. Packers, we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up here shortly. 
and some of the things that he had to say yesterday. Uh, talking about that, Ben, so in, for, for those who didn't know, yesterday Wisconsin got their football schedule for 2023. So uh, the one thing that I was good, glad to see is you're going to have a big payday when you have a sold-out Camp Randall Stadium and the Ohio State Buckeyes come to town. Yeah. Hopefully uh, they're competitive at that point in time. Probably big noon kickoff, my favorite time uh, slot in college football. That was going to be my next my next point was that maybe, maybe you've got a, a big deal on campus at that point in time. You know, maybe, uh, maybe you've got to the eyes of the world over there. Not a bad way to go. If you're, uh, if you're the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, but let's run through the rest of that schedule. Shall we, Ben, you want to, uh, want to start teeing it up for us? Sure. Uh, so a lot of the matchups were known, but quickly they, they play Buffalo. They play Washington state away that home and home. They play Georgia Southern, the fighting Clay Helton's who took down Nebraska this year. And then big 10 wise, they get Purdue on the road, home games against Rutgers and Iowa, Illinois on the road, home game against Ohio state road game at Indiana home against Northwestern and Nebraska, and then away at Minnesota. That's five big 10 home games four road games. Cause there are nine total. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get Ohio state and then road ones or home against Rutgers and then road Indiana for the cross. When did they book that Buffalo game? Do you remember? Eh, probably like 20 years ago, 15. I don't know. Well, I was, I wonder if that goes back to Lance Leipold when he was there at Buffalo. Like five years ago? That is a good question. I could find you know? that. I don't know. Um, when did they book that? Because I, I like that. I, I like the fact that they were going to give Lance an opportunity when the program was kind of up and coming. Uh, but I don't know when that was booked. But Buffalo, the Buffalo Bulls were on the come. And this year, obviously, they're not. They're really, really down. Uh, you've got the home and home with Washington State. Uh, so, And, you know, you always see the commercials for Washington State and the Cougars on ESPN game day. Uh, Georgia Southern, eh, not a bad one to go, but eh. at Purdue, that's another weird place to play. Between Purdue and uh, and Northwestern, both of those stadiums just just ugh, very very mundane. Um, so anyway, uh, but then I do like uh, you get uh, Rutgers to kick things off, and you got it's weird because you've got the bye week or in September. Yeah, don't love you it. Know? Not a fan of that. Bye week is the last week in the September. So you get your one game on the road against Purdue into the Big Ten, and then you got a bye week. Then you've got back-to-back home games of uh, Rutgers and Iowa. You go on the road to face Brett Bielema in a revenge game. Then comes the Ohio State Buckeyes. And you, you, you know, you, first of all, you don't want to look past them, uh, past uh, Illinois, to get to Ohio State. Uh, what you'd like to do, and these are all winnable games, by the way, uh, you'd like to be able to come into the Ohio State game undefeated. I mean, that's that's best-case scenario. Come into that Ohio State game undefeated, got him at home, and Camp Randall will be rocking if that's the case. That'll be a game day. That'll be a Big Ten Saturday, whatever it happens to be. And uh, then you go on the road. You get the, the Indiana Hoosiers, Northwestern, Nebraska, before you got to go and defend the Axe. Uh, in Minnesota, but it's not a brutal schedule by any stretch. There's a lot of uh, hay to be made, but man, that's that, that you start to circle that and you say, okay, if they can put the train back on the tracks, that is a big game on Saturday, October 28th, Halloween weekend, by the way, that'll be the night, of all the Halloween parties. Yeah. I would lot- assume that game would be a night game. 
<laughs> you still have the, the, the Big Ten kickoff and everything there, but you would assume that would be a night game, wouldn't you? Fox runs the conference. Fox gets yeah. the game at once most of the time. And like, it puts be... it at 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't put them in at 11 a.m. Uh, but that... that weekend also could be the uh, the Brewers in the World Series next season. Ben Kenny, ladies and gentlemen, being drug tested after the program today. Listen, I, maybe I'm more optimistic than others. Um, no. Yeah, you. Well, yeah. To answer your question, yes, you are. Like, yeah, you're more optimistic than others. Stearns is a terrific general manager, and he made a horrible decision, made a terrible trade. How much did Adonazio play in? I don't know. But you mentioned the Rays and all those teams, like the small market teams that have really smart people in those positions, like that's why they're successful. The Rays Mm -hmm. have sustained success. The Oakland Athletics, with a minuscule payroll, do the same thing. I trust that the Brewers will continue to succeed and kind of easily put this year in the past. Maybe I'm just blindly optimistic in Mr. Arnold yeah, because he has two first names. Um, (laughs) Yeah, um, no. I don't have much faith in next season. I mean, I don't get me wrong. At the beginning of the season, um, I am always optimistic. But I also look at things realistically, and I'm waiting for the changes to occur this offseason. That's what I'm looking forward to. Should we do that's, the old uh, confident in the state of the Brewers? Uh, my level of confidence right now, I'm at a five. One through ten, I'm at a five. I'm at a tipping point right now because I think the, the franchise is at a tipping point right now. That's all. Um, 877-867-1670 if you want to fi- uh, find us. By all means, do so. Um, I uh, this I don't know. I'll get into a little bit later. People are sending me all kinds of weird stuff right now over on Twitter. <laughs> Something about John Coon. I have no idea. I just. Oh my goodness. Uh, this is from Sixto. Uh, Sixto Lascano. Sixto says, uh, "Hey Bill, love the program. I don't think that the Brewers are that far away. Maybe a bat or two, and a couple of arms, and they'll be right back in it." Uh, I do like the fact that you're keeping it real, but I have more optimism than you do. Uh, this is Facebook Dave who says, I'm with Ben. i got to believe my team is at least going to have a legitimate shot at a championship next season. Otherwise, all hope is lost, and who cares when pitchers and catchers report. Please please don't pee on my parade. <laughs> I'm not peeing on your parade. I'm, you know, I'm just being honest. Ben, I peed <laughs> myself. And I peed myself. Thank you very much. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back. Uh, when we do, we're going to get into some of the comments from Aaron Rodgers yesterday. As he, you know, um, there was a lot of discussion about what he had to say. We obviously heard from Matt LaFleur. And Aaron Rodgers, after practice yesterday, when asked about it, saying, hey, you know, a lot of former players saying you probably shouldn't have said anything outside of, uh, you know, the walls of 1265. He uh, he doubled down, 
and I didn't have a big problem with it. I'm going to let you take a listen to it when we come back. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up, this portion of the program. Brought to you by our good friends at Stoley's Hog Alley. I continually drive past. The renovation's going along great. They hope to get that thing open in a few weeks. I cannot wait for the new addition, the upstairs patio. Every, now the patio's not going to get used a whole lot this season because, obviously, it's getting colder, but, man, the place is just moving right along. The parking lot's going to be gorgeous. The building's going to be gorgeous. Newly renovated. Can't wait. So happy uh, that Jeff and Alicia are going to have a brand-new home over there at Stoley's Hog Alley. But don't forget about Stoll's Old 109 up in Watertown. That, too, is an awesome place. Beautiful, beautiful place. So stop out and check them out there as well. Stoll's Old 109 up in Watertown. Stoley's Hog Alley right there in Summit in Oconomowoc, right off of the highway in 94. Go to either place, and once Stoley's Hog Alley is open, go to either place and enjoy the hospitality. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. My thumb is hurt. My thumb is hurt. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on, and yesterday uh, during his presser, uh, we heard Matt LaFleur. He had talked about how, you know, the words that Aaron Rodgers stated on the Pat McAfee Show were discussed, and Matt said, hey, look, I've talked with Aaron. He's He's right. You know, it's about accountability. It's about guys taking responsibility. It's about coaches fixing a lot of the problems and a lot of the details and such. Okay, gotcha. However, there were some nationally wise. Uh, it, it divided people. You either love Rodgers or you hate him, and those that hate him said it was stupid, and those that love him say he can't do any wrong. It was the middle, the in-between, that then became divided over whether or not he should have or shouldn't have said anything on the Pat McAfee show specifically. But I found it more interesting for analysts and former players and such who spoke out and said, hey, you know, you guys inside that locker room know who is not performing. He is now kind of empowering the coach or, or, you know, implying that the coach needs to start sitting guys. And if you're going through the film, guys behind closed doors, they know, everybody in that room knows who you're talking about. So now Rodgers is coming out saying, you need to sit. You need to lose reps. So... There was a lot of former players that took issue with what Rogers said. So Rogers went to uh, the media yesterday, which is his normal Wednesday after practice media session, and kind of doubled down on some of the things that he had to say. Kind of doubled down. So T.J. Lang, a former Packer, former Packer, said... Uh, some things on Twitter basically saying, you know, hey, it it doesn't help a lot of the young teammates. It doesn't help a lot of their confidence. You know, when you say that, you know, he kind of felt a little iffy about, you know, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show airing things out. Here's Rodgers' reaction to that. Uh, Should be accountability. You know, there's accountability for all of us. So, you know, if you're making the right plays, you're in the right spot at the right time, you're going to get opportunities. If you're not, you know, there's there's consequences. And I think uh, we can all agree on that. 
Okay. He didn't want to throw. He liked TJ. He likes TJ Lang. He didn't want to throw TJ under the bus, I don't think. But he's right. He talks about accountability, but it was more about airing it out on the McAfee show. And he said on the McAfee show that other players, okay, if, you know, guys aren't getting the job done and other players deserve a chance. But the question then becomes, hey, Aaron, who's left? <laughs> uh, I saw Bad Moon rising here. Uh so I don't know if he can play or not, but uh, no, you know there should be accountability with uh, you know with our guys. There is, there is accountability. Um, you know, Sammy was on a pitch count obviously last week, so we couldn't get more plays out of him. But um, you know, we'd like to get Sammy back. Though hopefully Christian can play this week. Um, but they're just when you're struggling on, on offense, you got to look at everything in the details. Um, when there's just you know there's been too many. Uh, you know, it seemed like simple uh, mental errors. And, you know, I'm not a robot up here. So I think people in this uh, society have a hard time hearing the truth sometimes. So uh, I'm going to hold guys accountable. Matt's going to hold guys accountable. Brable's going to hold guys accountable. JD's going to hold guys accountable. Ben's going to hold guys accountable. Steno and Bucket's going to hold guys accountable. And we need guys to, to focus in on the mental part of this. So, in that statement, he starts out by kind of saying, well, bad moon rising. In other words, you don't have an answer for guys that need to get playing time. You made a statement, you're, you're asked specifically about it, and he talks about, you know, Andre rising. It's just like, okay. Um, but he's right. It's about holding guys accountable. I think... Now that the, you, you get involved in, I've always called it the eye of the tornado. Everything is spinning around you, man. Everything. And in the middle of the tornado, it's pretty calm. And then everything comes back again, you know. I think sometimes you need to step outside of that and get away from it. And now that things have kind of begun to settle down after the comments on Tuesday, the flurry of questions yesterday, you think about it today. The bottom line is this. You're not playing good football. There's something, and this was the question and the theme that ran through the huddle last night when I talked to Grant Bills, I talked to Mike Clemens, I talked to Kevin Holden last night, and I continue to talk to people, and I did a couple of shows this morning nationally, and, you know, the question is, okay, look, is this a bad roster? Is it a bad roster? I mean, defensively, you brought Devondre Campbell back, had a hell of a season. Everybody would assume, yeah, you bring him back. Kenny Clark, all pro, yeah, you bring him back. Dean Lowry, eh, he's probably over his skis contractually a little bit, but he had a decent season last year, had a better season. T.J. Slayton, really big body, but you brought in Jerron Reed for depth and backup. And then you drafted Walker and Wyatt. You're like, boy, okay. You just got better. Two guys off of a national championship defense that was dominating. You got Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. And this whole thing about... Well, they're they're really missing Zadarius. Zadarius was kind of a a leader of glue. He he was a leader of men. You need that on the defensive side. Pre- he he was the guy that drug Preston Smith to the Smith brothers presser. He was the guy that spoke for the defense. Jair's not. Adrian Amos isn't. They're both quiet cats, man. So who's your who's your leader? Kenny Clark. He's quiet. He's a quiet guy. He doesn't talk a whole lot. Devondre Campbell doesn't talk a whole lot. Who's your leader? 
you know? But we believe that that defense is a pretty good roster. You look at the offense, you finally got Elton Jenkins playing back at the left guard. Bakhtiari hopefully will be back. You don't know what's going on with him. Josh Nyman at the right tackle position. John Runyon, Josh Myers, that's solid, right? The two-headed running back, you got two good running backs, right? We, You look at the roster, you assume it's a good roster. Tight end, well, you know what, could always be upgraded, but Robert Tanyan's a hell of a pass catcher. He's a good weapon, right? Good blocker, Mercedes Lewis. You're there. You brought Randall Cobb back for veteran experience in the slot. Lazard's a good route runner, but he's not a number one. The only area of deficiency that we saw consistently was the wide receiver position. But otherwise, you got a pretty good roster. So why is it so bad? There is something innate that you can't put your finger on inside 1265 right now. Something's wrong. There is a divisiveness, and I think that's what some people are pointing to, going, Aaron, you're not making it any better. You know, when he was asked about the propensity for this team to win and win a lot of ball games and find themselves in the postseason, when he said, you know, you're GD right, we can, I, I like that. And I like the fact that he does call people out and talks about accountability. I think that's what we as fans all say. But maybe, maybe, you kind of keep it behind closed doors. Because right now, this this game coming up on Sunday night, this is a what I call a tipping point game. There's, there's one of three directions you're going to go, and uh, one of them is horrific, one of them is bad, and the other one is wonderful. You don't have a lot of room, wiggle room, so to speak. 877-867-1670. We're going to hear more from Aaron Rodgers when we come back, but I want to get you, I want to start getting your thoughts on this. 877-867-1670 because I think it's a very fair question. Do you believe short of the leave the wide receiver position out of it? Do you believe this is a good roster? Think about that. Leave the wide receiver position out of it. Do you think the rest of this is a good roster? This portion of the program brought to you by like Great Lakes Dragaway. 2023, right around the corner. Get yourself a season pass for dad, mom, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever likes vroom, vroom. There you go. That's our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. Go to greatlakesdragaway.com. That's greatlakesdragaway.com. Again, greatlakesdragaway.com. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Well, I mean, we're always correcting stuff. You know, we, we meet with the receivers. We're, we're going over certain things. We're detailing up the plan. Um, but it comes down to being able to execute in the moment. And I think that's some of the growing pain, pains with, with young players. Um, but we all should be able to handle criticism. That's the nature of our job. You know, everything that we do is scrutinized from myself on down to the young players. And getting used to dealing with that in a positive way is important, whether it's coming from one of you people or from me or from Matt. Um, we need to uh, you know, be able to be coachable, all of us. Welcome back! Bill Michael's show continues on. Good to have you on board. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, we'll start kind of taking some phone calls coming up here shortly regarding uh, some of this. Um, 
Also, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, after yesterday's practice, was asked specifically, you know, what does he feel it's going to take to get past uh, a lot of the mental errors of this team? Time. You know, we, we have a schedule. We're creatures of habit. But when we leave this place, uh, we got to be making sure we're doing the right thing when we're home. Uh, some of that's watching films, some of that's studying the plans, some of that's studying ourselves. Uh, but we got to make sure we're ready to go every single day we step in the building. That's the statement that I think speaks the loudest. It's He talks about all the mental errors. He talks about guys losing reps and stuff. But that's, that's the one that everybody kind of went, oh, okay. But no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Back it up. That's the one. It's not about what you do in the building. It's about who's putting in the actual effort to get better. You can't just sit here and say, I'm going to get better. I'm going to go to practice. And then you go home and you play video games all night. Or you binge watch something all night. No, 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 no. This is what he's talking about. It's that's the stuff it's going to. That's to me, that's the loudest statement of all. It's like if you're not putting in the work, you don't, you're not doing us any good. It's not just about walking through the doors at 1265. It's about going home at night. So that was the next, that was the next question. And that answer to me spoke the loudest. It's not about going to practice and thinking you got it figured out and talking to coaches and they kind of circle some things or whatever. It's taking, it's taking that, that surface pro home or whatever it is they use on a daily. It's about taking all that stuff home. That's what he's talking about. That's what he's talking about. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. I want your thoughts. Um, he talked about having, uh, you know, the question was, you know, on Saturday nights, you used to meet with your Michael Finley and... You know, with some of these young guys, and again, I, I cringe at the word young guys, unless you're talking about strictly Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, and maybe getting on the the same page with Sammy Watkins. But do you need to do that? Is it time to do it again with this particular group? Like Kevin Garnett said, anything's possible. Uh, whatever it takes to win. If that's necessary, then, then uh, we'll step up uh, some of those meetings as well. And then he was asked, would it have been better and this is this is the one that I had stated. I said, look, I don't have a problem. If he's saying something on McAfee that's already been stated behind closed doors, I don't have a huge problem with it because that means you're being honest about everything. And we always look for that. We're always appreciative of that. So would it have been better? The question was, would it have been better to call out guys privately instead of saying anything on the Pat McAfee show? I do do it privately. I'm not saying anything on Pat that I'm not saying to those guys. You know, maybe that's, you know, talking about a conversation that's behind closed doors in public. But, you know, the level of accountability is the standard here. And, again, I don't think it's it should be a problem to any of those guys to hear criticism. Uh, we all hear criticism in our own ways. And we all got to be okay with it and take it in and process it. And if it doesn't fit, then it doesn't fit. But if it fits, we got to... We got to wear it and improve on those on those certain things. Again, I, I said it. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be a robot up here. You know, I don't, I don't understand why people have a problem with things that are truthful. You know, I'm calling things the way I see it. People don't think I need to air that stuff out. That's their opinion. But I'm doing what I think is the best interest of our guys. And 
I've tried a lot of different things from a leadership standpoint this year. You know, I was just relating my personal feelings on the situation. I didn't call anybody out by name. I think we all need to, to be on the details, and that includes me. If I need to have one-on-one extra conversations with those guys during the week, then I'm going to do that, and we have done that to an extent. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm not just putting one or two guys on, on blast. I'm, I'm alerting everybody that this hasn't been good enough and we all got to do a little better job. You know, if, if one of those guys has a problem with it, I'm right here. You know, I'd love to have a conversation. I enjoy those conversations, you know. I enjoy any type of uh, conflict like that because I know the resolution on the other side is going to make us, uh, you know, a better unit, a better friendship, a better cohesion on the field. But nobody's come to me and said, I got a problem with what you said. I think everybody knows, Matt included, uh, that, you know, everything has got to take a little uptick, get a little better. There you go. There's your money bite. I haven't said anything on the McAfee show that I haven't said here. Everybody seems to be in agreement. I've talked to guys privately. I've talked to guys in the locker room. I've taken many different types of leadership roles this year. I did what I feel was the best interest of our team. Now, maybe he's taken it upon himself to do something more over and above what the coaches do. Maybe he's already talked to them about that. We don't know. But... Um, I I don't have a huge issue with it. And I think on one hand, we talk about Red China, nobody ever saying anything, nobody giving us any information. And when Rogers says it, it's everybody freaks out. I think it's easy. I think this team is exactly what he said it is. It's a team that's not getting the details down. I think, and going back to, uh, I'm I'm sitting here, uh, looking at Greg over on the Bud Light livestream, Greg says, uh, my perception is the roster's good, but they seem to be trying to change my mind. Uh, Scott says, I think it's a great roster, both offense and defense, but they have all played, they have not all played and executed, oh, they have all played and executed a lot better at times. Um, George says, if Rodgers would have said everything's blah, 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 everything's okay, everybody would be hitting or hating on him for not being honest or for blowing smoke and 100% agree. Uh, Thomas says Aaron doubling down on what he said tells me he didn't like the response that he got. Um, Said it's got to be, Rick says it's got to be a lot to do with coaching rather than the talent. And Watcher said he's also calling out LaFleur. I agree with him on the fact that the team is definitely not playing to its potential. Um, I All of that's correct. And it sounded like Matt LaFleur had already had this discussion with him. It didn't sound like there was like this some major difference of opinion here between these two. I think what he, he, he might even be doing is maybe backing up his coach. Remember, when he talked a couple of weeks ago, he he had a lot of praise for Matt LaFleur, how hard they worked, the game plan, which he called a really good game plan that they put together. And if you look at some of the mistakes, guys not knowing where to go, not knowing who to block, some of maybe the calls from Josh Myers and in the blocking scheme and such. I mean, some of this stuff, maybe, maybe it's just guys just being wrong. Maybe the scheme is great. I don't necessarily agree with all of that because I think they bail on things a little bit too early. But maybe the scheme is great, and it's just poor execution for whatever reason. And so Rodgers is finally going, you know, hey, coach, I'll call people out. I don't care. 
You don't, you you can't because you don't want to lose anybody, but I can do it. I don't give a damn at this point. I, I don't want to go down uh, like this if this is my last year or maybe next year is my last I don't want to go down like this. I don't have a problem with that. 877-867-1670. Opening up the phone lines when we come back. Stay tuned. We're going to open everything wide open. Give me your thoughts on this, and then I want you to answer the question. Answer me honestly. Do you think this is a good roster? That's the other question. Don't forget Paul Charchian coming up here in a little bit. Charch is going to give us some fantasy football advice. And I need a little bit, as a matter of fact. I'm hanging in there, though. But I need a little bit. I'm sure you do as well. Give us a shout because it's been a really topsy-turvy weird year when it comes to fantasy football. So get your fantasy football questions in today. It's Thursday. You know, I kind of I, I kind of got lost. After last night's huddle, I came home. I was in a fog, man. I was watching some stuff on the tube. I watched the end of the Bucks game, went to bed, slept like a rock last night, got up and did some stuff today. I keep thinking today's Friday. Today's Thursday. Charge is coming on today. Get your fantasy football questions in. 877-867-1670. Don't forget about our friends over there at the Growth Law Firm. Uh, they are bikers right here in the state of Wisconsin, and they take care of us bikers. So if you, uh, if for whatever reason, need, a, need an attorney, need a law firm to back you up, go to growthlawfirm.com. That is growth, G-R-O-T-H, growthlawfirm.com. That's growthlawfirm.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Bills on Sunday Night Football. Bills defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier was a defensive back on the 85 Chicago Bears, later head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. So he's faced Aaron Rodgers plenty of times. Frazier asked about hosting Green Bay Sunday night, who comes into the game. Ten and a half point underdogs to the Bills. Well, it starts with what you just said. They have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. He's more than capable of leading his team putting this team on his back. So they have a, a, a football team that's, that's had success in the past. Uh, I know they've hit a bump and roll full of late, but it's still so early in our season. Uh, they have enough time to right the ship, and they've got the right guy leading them to get that done. So we're going to have to play really, really well to come away with a win. Aaron Rodgers missed the Wednesday practice again yesterday, getting treatments. I asked him if his injured thumb is getting any better. Uh, I need a couple weeks. Uh, so just trying to get to the bye week and then Hopefully by then it's not a problem. We got a mini buy after the Thursday game, but it, it's getting a little bit better. Yeah. The Bills overall have the number one ranked offense in the NFL, and right now one of Green Bay's best defensive players, linebacker Rashawn Gary, is going through the concussion protocol. On offense, Alan Lazard has a shoulder injury. We spotted him in the locker room Monday with his arm in a sling. Left guard Elton Jenkins took yesterday off to rest his knee. David Bakhtiari took limited reps. Rookie Zach Tom talked about finding out 90 minutes before kickoff against the commanders that he would be starting at left tackle when Bakhtiari couldn't go. I mean, honestly, it all happened so fast that I didn't. I almost didn't have really any time to think because, you know, the game was coming up when I found out. So um, I'd say it was, you know, a surprise uh, for sure. But uh, I prepare every week like I'm, you know, going to play. So um, it wasn't anything that I couldn't handle. That's the Packers rookie left tackle, Zach Tom. From Lambeau Field, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Chargian coming up next after the top of the hour. The charge is back. Give you fantasy football advice. Start getting your questions in right now. You can hit us up on the Bud Light live stream. You can also 
Check us out over on Twitter. You can file uh, off some questions there as well. And in addition to that, you can also uh, go ahead and uh, give us a shout, 877-867-1670. Corey, I'll get to your question. You'll be first out of the shoot because uh, Corey hits us up over on on uh, on Twitter right away. So I'll get to that stuff right away. Um, this one's from uh, Kathy. Kathy says, uh, everybody wants to pick on Aaron Rodgers because of the things that he says. Is there anything there that is wrong? I don't think so. I think he is just being honest, and the frustration is starting to boil over for a season that is slipping away. Give him a break. Uh, this one is from Dwayne. Dwayne says, uh, I think Rodgers' comments need to be held only behind closed doors when you start calling people out in public. But see, Dwayne, he talked about and again, I get what you're saying. He didn't name names, but people behind closed doors know who he's talking about. People in that room know who he's talking about. Uh, Dwayne says he's a, he's assuming a coaching role when he doesn't have the right to say who should and should not sit. No, and you really don't have the depth to sit there and start sitting people. You know, you don't have the ability to start sitting a bunch of guys. But if you got somebody behind you, you know, um, the the old train of thought is if guys aren't getting the job done, I can lose with anybody. What I'm trying to find is somebody that's going to give me better than that. And if you're not, if you're the guy that's supposed to be the better one, and you're not getting it done, and you're equal to this guy, then I'll put this guy in because at least he's working his ass off to get to a certain level to earn it. And you're out there going through the motions. So uh, again, it's I, I guess it's just personal preference. I guess it's just personal preference more than anything. Uh, Michael says, uh, I appreciate what Rogers had to say. He's calling calling people out and telling it like it is. Nothing wrong with that. If you don't want to be called out, do better. If you're a guy going home and watching video games rather than studying the playbook, then you need to do better. And you're one of the people that Aaron Rodgers is talking about. The only people that are going to be offended are the ones that are actually being pointed out. Everybody else doing their job. Nothing to worry about. Go home at night, lay your head on your pillow, and rest easy. It's a great way to put it. Great way to put it. All right, coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to start talking some fantasy football. We'll get back into this discussion. Brewers today, if the, the big announcement, the breaking news of the day. David Stern steps down as the president of baseball operations for the Milwaukee Brewers. Matt Arnold now taking over. And uh, David Stern's going to stick around in an advisory capacity for the next season. At least that's what the report is. We'll wait and see if it actually happens that way. But uh, David Stern's calling it a career with the Milwaukee Brewers and then going to move on after the fact. Uh, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers' comments, how big of a game this is coming up on Sunday. The roster. Do you believe the roster is a good roster? Because if you believe the roster is a good roster, that means something else is going on. And I've been saying that for a while. Something else happening behind the walls of 1265. We'll dig a little bit deeper into that. Got fantasy football coming up next. Bucks get three wins in a row. They're doing it without Chris Middleton. Get a nice win over the Ben Simmons-led Brooklyn Nets last night. As uh, the Nets, some of the players, uh, you know, looked at Ben Simmons and said, "What are you doing? Uh, why, why aren't you taking some open looks? Why aren't you being the guy that everybody thought you would be?" So already, a few games into the season, uh, no finger pointing, but uh, a few questions being raised about. Last year's acquisition. So we'll get into that discussion coming up as well. But things look good right now for the uh, for the Bucks. So we're going to get into that. So Paul Charging coming up. Get your phone calls in. Start asking your questions. Get your questions in. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 
877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Stay tuned. We got a lot more on the Bill Michael Show. Two more hours yet to go, as a matter of fact. Stay tuned. We'll be back coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 